0: Hello, dear human becoming, and welcome to the podcast. It is so lovely to be here with you today, here, now. What a coincidence. That's crazy. (laughs) Fancy running into you here, you know? Um... This is going to be a shorter episode than usual. I'm, uh, I have just been like lounging today and spending a day by the pool and, uh, and reading and taking walks and doing nice stretches and spending time at the altar and journaling and eating, oh, my favorite olive ciabatta, uh, which I was dreaming of this morning. I was like, should I walk to the bakery where they, where they, um, where they make it. And then my mom came home and was like, hi, look what I have. And I was like, wow, sometimes the magic, it works, you know, (laughs) sometimes the magic works. Um, sometimes desire is a strong enough force to be felt through the field. And that's exactly what we're talking about today. Desire, 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 desire. One of my favorite words, desire and wanting. Two of my favorite words. And so without further ado, we're just going to get into this episode with the question, which is one of my favorite questions. (sighs) And of course, a nice breath because, you know, always a good reminder to just breathe. (sighs) Breathe. to feel your body, to notice that you're in a body, that you're here in this body now, that your body is what is facilitating your here and nowness. Uh, so much gratitude to the body for that one. And then tuning into this question, what do I want? What do I want? What do you want? I, like if I'm speaking to you, what do you want? what do you want? What do you want? I think of this question as like this spiral um, that can take you a layer deeper and a layer deeper and a a layer deeper each time. Like, okay, what do I want? You know, on on the first layer, sometimes it's the things that we think we should want. Oh, I want... um, and it's not that any of these answers might be tr- not, might not be true later, but sometimes, you know, oh, I want, I think for me a long time, for a long time, it was like, I want um, a nice, good, healthy relationship, and I want to be successful, and, you know, um, and I want... I don't know, for some people, it's like the the house with the white picket fence, you know, like they're the cultural ideas of our desires. Um, and they're always shifting. And, you know, now I would say a big cultural ideal for people my age is like, and people just, you know, that share similar energies to me. It's like, I want to be a digital nomad making X amount of money traveling all around the world and blah, 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 blah. It's not to say any of those desires are not true, you know, but sometimes we just take on other people's desires or we take on desires that we see. And it's like, wait, where's the desire coming from? Is it from inside of me? So, oh, what do I want? Okay, Cool you have all of that. What do you want then? <laughs> you know, and it's like this fun game that you can play. Um, that's just, oh, that's actually a really good idea. I'm, I'm okay. Let me, you're going to hear me go. Cause I just, I just had an idea for a game to play. Um, a nice hot seat game. What do you want? Hot seat. <laughs> hmm. I was just seeing, um, uh a fun game um, where one person is in the middle and like everyone else is like around them, whether it's virtually or in person. Um, and and it's just that one person just getting grilled by everyone. What do you want? Okay, you have that. And then what What do you want? What do you want? What do you want? Do I believe you or do I not believe you? Like, I think that would be a fun game to like pull bullshit on each other and be like, I don't believe you want that. Ah. <sighs> Uh, that's a fun one. So anyway, <laughs> thinking about um, desire, 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 and what we want, why I care so much about this question is I think that our desires are the way that God speaks to us. I believe that God communicates God's will for us through our desires. So our desires are this experience. If you think of us as these three-dimensional creatures, which we are. So we live in this three-dimensional reality, this three-dimensional world. And uh, there's this wonderful thing Neil deGrasse Tyson does in the series Cosmos, um, where he speaks about like, if you're a three-dimensional figure, or a two-dimensional figure because it's easier for us to think about two dimensions than it is for four dimensions because we haven't experienced that. So think about a two-dimensional world, which would be a flat world. If you as a three-dimensional figure went into that flat world, one of your dimensions would be missing, right? Like your height, that, that wouldn't be perceivable in a two-dimensional world. And so what would be experienced of you in that two-dimensional world would likely be the bottom of your feet, Right, like I think that's the only part of you that would be experienced, and then he goes on to make the argument that like potentially that would be experienced as an internal voice, right? Like if you think about maybe that that instead of thinking of that three dimensional figure squashing, maybe think of that like three dimensional visitor visiting energetically, and its experiences like this overlap because you're here as a two dimensional figure. Suddenly there's a foot. Within you, (laughs) right? Uh, Over you, within you, we don't have words to quite describe what this would mean. Um, So there's, you are, you are sharing space time with this foot, and the consciousness of that foot would be experienced as a little voice inside of you. So that got a bit trippy, um, but essentially what I'm saying here is, if God is the four dimensional, the five dimensional, the twelve dimensional, who knows what what dimensions there are to be experienced in this holographic uh, reality that we're a part of? But if if God is above us, within us, connected to us in the same way that foot is, we would experience that consciousness as a whisper, as a voice inside of us. And my belief is that that voice is our desire. So desire is the experience of God visiting this three-dimensional reality and communicating their will for us. <clears throat> I'm still, I'm a bit sick. I was a bit sick last week. I'm still recovering from that a bit. So I might have to like cough Uh Yeah, there we go. Um, So, (sighs) taking a breath, taking a breath. Desire is this experience of us meeting God. Desire is this experience of us knowing God. Desire is the experience of us connecting with God's will for us. So, desire is incredibly sacred, but under patriarchy under capitalism under white body supremacy under colonization these you know wonderful systems of power over and domination uh we've learned that our desires are something to be repressed right like there's so much conditioning i think it's it's Especially with patriarchy, I would name to I would like name and point to patriarchy, especially uh, around this one. Although it's true with all of these systems, um, but patriarchy has had a particular interest in repressing desire uh, and in manufacturing desire. So in saying, this is what you should desire, right? In forcing heterosexuality enforcing cisgender norms, right? Like, this is what you should desire for your embodied expression. This is what you should desire sexually. Like, the patriarchy is attempting to control our desire at an energetic and spiritual level. Like, that is 100% part of the system. And trying to turn us into docile humans who are so disconnected from our desire that we'll never advocate for different changes or, or a different society, right? For changes in society. Just Desire, Carolyn Elliot said this recently, and I was like, oh, yes. Desire is always calling us into evolution. Desire is the evolutionary impulse, right? Like, that's what I would say. Desire is the evolutionary impulse. And to repress our desire, Uh, in service of this system of domination, then, is for this system of domination to be the one who's able to control where we're going, is able to control the direction, is able to control um, where the train is headed. And right now, the train is not headed for a good place. We're not going in a good place, uh, in a good direction. And Artists, revolutionaries, healers, mystics have always been those who are so connected to their desire that they're willing to move against the status quo. They're willing to move against the grain of society that's saying this is what people should desire. Every... every phase of society, especially under this paradigm of domination, is in some ways based on a enforced desire. I'm very much thinking of like Victorian um, Victorian era, you know, English society, like this this way that there are things that you should want there, and there are things that you should be. I've watched so many period dramas, which is why that's the first thing that's coming up for me. you know. But there's such an intense repression of what you authentically want. And it's like, this is what people want. I'm thinking also it's why the, the narrative is so compelling of the young woman who's like, but I want something different, right? This is Pride and Prejudice. This is Becoming Jane, Pride and Prejudice with Keira Knightley. Mwah. Becoming Jane uh, is with Anne Hathaway, Mwah. one of my favorite uh, period dramas, and it's about Jane Austen's life, why Jane Austen herself is such a compelling figure. These artists who say... No, no, no. What if what about what I want? I want something different. I don't want the things that everyone else wants. I want something different. And that's how we create more freedoms for ourselves in society. That's how we create more room for our authentic expression. That's how we create room for liberation and revolution. Revolution comes through desire. It comes through a burning, urge, and yearning inside of humans for something different. Revolution is always born of desire always and so in in a time in an era where we're so disconnected from our desire because of the repression of our sexuality from a young age like this is a, a particular place where it shows up because when we know what we want sexually when we're connected to our sexual desire we're much more connected to the other desires that we have for our lives for our society for for the world right for the culture And so the patriarchy has made it its project to really repress our sexual desire. And for me, opening ourselves up to that eroticism and to our sexual desire, but really not to our sexual desire, to our erotic desires, which is much bigger and much more expansive. There's a little construction happening in the background. We'll live. We'll move with it. Um, And so there's this way that we've been denied. Don't know yourself. Don't know what you want. Don't know what you want. Don't know what you want. It feels dangerous for this society to have humans in it alive. Alive, right? Who know what they want. For me to be alive is to know what we want. And so it's so important to do this work of reclaiming our desire, getting really deeply connected to our desire, getting connected to the shadow around our desire, like why we're afraid of having the things that we, that we do desire and also getting connected with our shadow to see like where are the things that we desire that maybe we didn't expect that we desired because it's been named as too taboo and too out of the realm of what we're allowed to desire that we don't even let ourselves become aware that that desire lives inside of us. For our desire to truly be free, we have to let ourselves desire beyond the realms of the conventional, the politically correct, the acceptable, right? Like We have to let ourselves move into the realms of the shadow, the darkness, the perverse, the taboo. Not because I'm saying that we ultimately end up there or that we ultimately end up in the acceptable. What we have to do is blur the lines between the acceptable and the non-acceptable, between the taboo and the polite, between the politically correct and the polite, and then to say, ah, all of this is God. I get to decide where within this that is all God. I reside. Where do my desires reside? But we have to free ourselves from the constrictions. And this is shame. This is what shame is. Shame is the mechanism that says that desire is unacceptable. That desire is too taboo. You cannot know that desire, right? Like that desire is threatening to the society. It's threatening to your place in society, and it's threatening to your connections with other humans. If we don't free ourselves from that mechanism, Ah, there's so much that our world is going to lose out on and there's so much that we are going to lose out on in this lifetime. So that is really what I want to share with you today. Desire is a path to knowing God. To meet our desires is our humble duty in this time. To meet our desires and free them from the constrictions of this society and what this, this society says we're allowed to desire and to not desire is the work of our lifetime, is the work of this time. I truly believe that it is the work of freeing desire and freeing ourselves from shame so that we can feel more expansively into what desire is calling us into. What evolution are our desires calling us into? But we have to free ourselves. We have to free ourselves to just want. We have to free ourselves to desire. We have to free ourselves. And so that is what I want to leave you with today. I'm planning this seed as well because for the first six months, <clears> throat> ah, this throat, for the first six months of 2023, wild how time is moving. For the first six months of 2023, I am going to be leading a group of eight witches maximum. I'm not sure yet if I'm going to cap it at six or eight, but a very small and intimate group of witches, of magicians, of spiritual seekers, of mystics, of people who are on this path. Maybe that's you. And I'm going to be working with this group. We're really going to be forming a temple to our desires we're going to be forming a temple of desire, a place where our desires are elevated, where we are able to see the sacredness of them, where we are able to meet the shame around our desires and have that shame be witnessed. We've spoken on Human Becoming about how the thing that heals shame is it's witnessing. So where we can witness that shame and create more freedom together, I'm really seeing it as this portal of freedom to to freedom and transformation around our desires and our relationship to our desires. It is going to be a very sacred experience. In many ways it is going to be an initiation into the version of yourself that is fully connected to their desires, your desires. That is what I want for the people who are going to be in this container is a deep initiation into the version of yourself. I'll say you in case that is you. The version of yourself that is so deeply connected to the knowledge of what you want, and the part of you that is able to surrender to what you want, right? Because this is the other part of it. (laughs) There's so many steps with desire. There's surrendering to our desires, and then there's allowing ourselves to receive what we want. This is all what we are going to be doing for six months. It's going to be fucking incredible. And I'm I'm gonna start planting seeds. There's gonna be you know some time uh, to reach out to me and and to let me know if if you're interested in this experience. And then I'm I'm really wanting to have conversations with people around this and and see you know who who is right for this. So if you are feeling the draw and you're feeling like I might be really interested in this, let me know. You can send me a DM on Instagram. My Instagram handle is now Faith The Witch underscore. Um, faith the witch underscore, or you can email me. I think my email is sometimes in the, um, show notes, but I'm really excited about this journey. I, I know that this this initiation into the path of desire is something that God has been preparing me for. In some ways, I can see through my whole life. like That is maybe for another episode where I can tell you how this has been weaving through so many of my experiences. It's why I chose this lifetime. I chose the incarnation that I did. I chose the society and the culture that I did. It was so important for me to learn these lessons about desire. and I'm really excited to be part of initiating a collective of humans who are going to be deeply connected to their power and can move into the into the world from that place of of deep rooted connection to the thing that makes them most holy which is their desire i love you very much thank you for being with me here today i look forward to speaking to you again next week until then take care